welcome everybody to Historical AF. I'm Keena. And I'm Ashley. And this is Extra AF Spooky and Live. Oh gosh, it's so good. (laughs) Yes, we're going to be reading your emails, which I have been told will give me nightmares. So thanks. And uh, I I can't say that sarcastically because I asked you to traumatize me, but it's okay. I did not know I was going to be alone tonight when I said that. (laughs) i know that zeke was gonna be like i'm gonna go to the track and then i'll be here alone in the dark (laughs) i'll facetime you and i can't trust my dogs because they're wusses and they just go hide and they leave me so if you guys are new and you haven't been a part of patreon this is what patreon is like all the time so you get to comment see us just stumble (laughs) and when i say us me (laughs) and me sometimes I can't word, but it's fine. So yeah, you can comment in the, if you're on Facebook, it's in the comment box. If you're on YouTube, I think it's somewhere <laughs> below. Look around. Depending on what, look around. Take a look. It's in a book. <laughs> Reading rainbow. But happy Halloween. Yes. Woohoo. That is why we are, well, part of why we're dressed up. Part of it's just because we're weird. Oh, that's true. <laughs> we should dress up all the time. <laughs> Real talk. It's fun. Yeah, I uh, was inspired because I was watching Beetlejuice. And I was like, that would be fun. And then Amazon came in through, came in through, came in, came in clutch. Came in clutch. There we go. Yeah, I'll get there (laughs) eventually. So yes, the first half we will do history that happened this month and history that has happened in this month in history. That made no sense. And then we'll read your emails. (laughs) So do you want to kick us off on your thing that happened this month sure but i kind of cheated it didn't happen this month (laughs) but it's spooky that's all i want in life okay so this is an article from the new york times and as i told kina earlier i had to screenshot it to my phone because nobody has a new york times subscription (laughs) in our tax bracket so (laughs) I had to screenshot it so I didn't lose it. All right. So this is from May of 2020. So it's the same year, but it is titled Quarantining with a Ghost. It's scary. And I'm not going to read all of it, but for those who believe they're locked down with spectral roommates, the pandemic has been less isolating than they had bargained for. It started with the front door. Adrian Gomez lives with his partner in Los Angeles, where their first few days of sheltering in place for the coronavirus pandemic proved uneventful. Sorry, I forgot how to read there. (laughs) (laughs) They worked remotely, baked, took a two-mile walk each morning, and refinished their porcelain kitchen sink. But then one night, the doorknob began to rattle vigorously, so loud he could hear it from across the apartment, yet no one was there. Oh, no. In mid-April, Mr. Gomez was in bed when a nearby window shade began shaking against the window frame so intensely, despite the fact that the window was closed. An adjacent window shade remained perfectly still. The cats were all accounted for, and no bug nor bird nor any other small creature had gotten stuck there. That Mr. Gomez thought it was an earthquake. Oh, wow. That's very aggressive, then. That is very aggressive, and I am not here for it. (laughs) (laughs) I very seriously hid myself under the comforter like you see in horror movies because it really did freak me out, he said. 
Now, though neither he nor his partner noticed any unexplained activity at home before this, the couple can distinctly make out footsteps above their heads, and no one lives above them. Oh, no. Like that? Nope. Nope. I'll pass. I'm a fairly rational person, said Mr. Gomez, who is 26 and works in IT support. I try to think, what are the reasonable, tangible things that could be causing this? But when I don't have those answers, I start to think maybe something else is going on. And they're not alone, possibly in more ways than one. For those who experience, whose experience of self-isolation involves what they believe to be a ghost, their days are punctuated not just by Zoom meetings or homeschooling, but by dis- disembodied voices, shadowy figures, misbehaving electronics, invisible cats cozying up on couches, caresses from hands that aren't there and even, oh. in some cases, to borrow the technical parlance of ghost- Ghostbusters, free-floating, full-torso vaporous apparitions. I mean, you had me a ghost cat, and yeah, then like, you lost me with everything else. Like, ghost cat. All right, cool. Free-floating, full-torso, <laughs> vaporous apparitions. No, thank you, sir. There's just something Adam. about the word torso in general. Free-floating torso. Not attached to anything? No. Can I tell y'all about a time really quick? Sorry, I just <laughs> thought of this. But free-floating torso made me think of it. I'm intrigued. A time that I was accidentally an asshole during a Ghost Hunters talk at a paranormal expo. <laughs> yes, okay, go. Good. What do you okay. think? Um, so we were at this uh, talk about that someone did about the dangers of ghost hunting. And it was like a really serious talk. And he was telling us about this time that he was investigating somewhere. And the door swung open and there was just a pair of pants standing there. And I laughed (laughs) and no one else laughed. And he did not find it amusing that I laughed and he got a very angry face and I almost had to leave. Oh, it's like that movie. The one that just came out where the dad's just the pants. Yes. Yes. It made me think of that. And I still cringe to this day because I laughed at this man's story about how he was possibly possessed by a demon oh. um, at a, yeah, because he it started as a pair of pants. <laughs> well, I've never heard that demons began as pants. I didn't either. Startling in its own, right? I didn't either. And like he and I had a really good rapport before that. And now I'm scared to be around him, but whatever. It's fine. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Some of these people are frightened. Of course, others say they just appreciated the company, you know, fair. Yeah. I mean, quarantining's hard. The pandemic's been hard on everyone's mental health. (laughs) There is no scientific evidence for the Existence of ghosts, a fact that has little bearing on our collective enthusiasm for them. According to a 2019 YouGov survey, 45% of U.S. adults believe in ghosts. In 2009, the Pew Research Center found that 18% of Americans believe themselves to have seen or otherwise encountered one. I want to be in one of these surveys. I know. I've never been asked. Come up to me in the street and ask me about ghosts. I've got some stories. Yeah, like I tell everybody my opinions on ghosts, but nobody's ever asked me. Same. Anyway, I'm just asking. I'm begging. Somebody just ask me. <laughs> Please, like, make a fake poll. Just make me feel like I'm needed. Really? I mean, like at this point, you could probably approach my car at a stoplight and it just 
through the window, ask me my opinion on ghosts, and I will roll my window down and tell you. (laughs) I'm desperate. (laughs) All right. So before stay-at-home restrictions in New York, Patrick Hines, 42, left Manhattan with his husband and daughter to spend six weeks at an adorable cottage in West Massachusetts that they rented on Airbnb. One night, Mr. Hines woke up around 3 a.m. thirsty for a glass of water. He said he walked into the kitchen and saw a white man in his 50s, that would scare me too, wearing a well-worn World War II-era military uniform and cap sitting at the table. It seemed normal in the split second before I realized, wait, what's happening? And as I turned to look, he was gone, said Mr. Hines, who is the host of the podcast True Crime Obsessed. Oh, It didn't feel menacing at all. It almost didn't even occur to me to tell my husband the next morning. If you were to accept the premise that ghosts are real, it stands to reason that some tension would naturally result once the flesh and blood roommates start spending much, much more time at home together. John E.L. Tenney, who describes himself as a paranormal researcher and is a former host of the TV show Ghost Stalkers, estimates that he received two to five reports of a haunted house each month in 2019. Lately, it's been more like five to ten in a week. Mr. Tenney has seen something like this before, and in 1999, immediately before Y2K, he witnessed a spike in reported ghost and poltergeist activity, as well as UFO sightings, which, in his experience, are also in the rise in this moment. It does seem to have something to do with our heightened state of anxiety, our hypervigilance, he said. Mr. Tinney has no doubt that the vast majority of these cases in his inbox are completely explainable in nature. Sun comes up and the house starts to warm up. They're usually at work. They're not used to hearing the bricks pop and the wood expand, he said. It's not that the house wasn't making those sounds. They just never had the time to notice it. So um, the article goes on and it's actually really interesting. There's several more ghost stories on there and I highly recommend that you read it. And like, I tend to kind of agree with him that people, not that I think that they're hearing sounds that are normal house sounds Mm -hmm. and pretending, but I think that people are being more observant to their surroundings and that's making it where they're seeing more like haunted shit. That's true. Yeah. Cause for the most of us, none of us have been home this much. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure the ghosts are probably like, I need some me time too. God damn it. Right. Damn it. Julie slams cabinet. You're supposed <laughs> to be stuff. a mom. Go rattle some chains. Yes. Go away. <laughs> Throws a fork. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that is really interesting. I guess I hadn't actually considered what the haunting situation and isolation would be like but that really makes sense yeah and apparently they're like researching this shit out there so that's in the new york times that's legit yeah that shocked the crap out of me that's very uh highbrow yeah like i feel like my intuition has been really like heightened in the last few weeks like thought about people on the day that they died like thought about someone and then found out a few days later that they had died on that day and oh, like uh, you know weird stuff like that has been happening so I just feel like we're all hyper aware so I agree with that point I have like the opposite okay so on TikTok there's these people that are like check your witchy intuition I'm holding a thing tell me what color it is and they're like have you got a color and I'm like yes I got it I got it and then they roll it and I'm always wrong oh I always get those wrong fuck those <laughs> 
<laughs> or like pick this number and see if you're a witch and, and like I suck. No. Less I. I am not very intuition-y or observant. I, I'm a lot of not things. That was a wrong order of words. Anyway, mine. So things <laughs> <laughs> something that happened in October. <laughs> On the afternoon of October 22nd, 1926, two McGill University students visited Houdini's dressing room. According to reports, Houdini was looking through his mail when one of the students, Jay Gordon Whitehead, asked Harry if he could withstand any blow to the abdomen as the magician had previously proclaimed. He's like that dude being like, punch me in the stomach. No, seriously, punch me in the stomach. And everybody's like, yeah, let me do that. Before, <laughs> before Harry could respond that he could, the Whitehead kid just like punched him four times in the abdomen. Rude. And he claims that Houdini had enough time to brace himself, but Houdini's like, no, I did not. So apparently it hurt. He was in a lot of pain for the rest of the performances that night, and he was unable to sleep and remained in constant pain for the next two days, but he did not seek medical help. Yikes. Just like my husband. He has to, like, practically lose a limb for me. Such a dude. When he finally saw a doctor, Harry was found to have a fever of 102 degrees and acute appendicitis. He was advised to go to the hospital for immediate surgery. However, he decided he needed to complete his show that night. He's like, 15,000 people bought tickets. The show must go on. True. No, don't do that. Listen to your wife, Houdini. (laughs) By the time Harry arrived on stage, his fever was 104. Ooh. He was tired, he was in pain, and his assistants had to step in and offer help a lot more than usual. Audience members reported seeing Harry missing cues, and he seemed to be in a hurry. Of course he was in a hurry. He was dying. Dying. <laughs> Literally dying. I know I say that a lot. Like, oh, I'm dying. But then, like, he legit was dying. In the middle of the third act, he finally was like, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. So they lowered the curtain as he passed out. Yikes was not great. So they carried him back to his dressing room. And he's like, no, nah, I don't need to go to the hospital. I'm fine. Everything's great. And his wife, I'm sure, is just like, you motherfucker, you're going to the hospital. I swear to God. And he's like, okay, let's go to the hospital. <laughs> Get in the car. <laughs> it was like 3 a.m., which is like the witchy hour, too. Ooh. <laughs> when he got to the hospital, he had to have his appendix removed. But at that time, it had already ruptured. And they didn't have a lot of hope for his survival. Fun fact, or not so fun fact if you're Houdini, this could have been cured by a round of antibiotics, but it was still three years before this was invented. Oh, that's unfortunate. Right? Just three years. So he received two operations, and he was injected with an experimental anti-strepto... Oh, God. I I practiced this. Streptococcal. Is that how you say it? Yes. Strep. Whatever. Serum. (laughs) It looks more difficult than it is. He seemed to recover somewhat, which this is kind of normal with like serious health conditions. They have that rebound and they look like they're getting better right before they die. Oh, yep. Yeah, I saw that on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> but on 1.26 p.m. on Halloween, Houdini 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 died in his wife's arms. Oh, well, that's sad. And legend has it, his last words were, I'm getting tired. I can't fight anymore. 
That's just so sad. Poor Houdini. Poor Bess. Poor Houdini. And he was only 52. So that's super young. That is. Jeez. I thought he was much older. Yeah. He was huh. in his prime. Stupid kid. Punch him in the stomach. Anywho. Some people say, well, for decades, that the stomach is what killed him. But mm-hmm. now, more recent years, a lot of people in the medical community think that wasn't the case entirely. That he might have already had symptoms of appendicitis, but he was kind of ignoring it. And then the punching aggravated it. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then he didn't go to the hospital because he's like, I just got punched. It's nothing. But in reality, it's just the appendicitis getting worse and worse and worse. So they think it's just a really awful coincidence. Huh. Well, lucky for that kid. Yeah. Well, I bet he felt like crap for the rest of his life, though. Oh, I'm sure. Who wants to be the person that killed Houdini? For real, yeah. <laughs> Not me. So, 2,000 people attended his funeral, which is an insane amount. That's impressive. And, yeah, and then he was interred in a family plot of, I'm going to butcher this, I'm so sorry, New Yorkers, Makpala Cemetery. Yeah, let's go with that. All right. It's a Jewish cemetery (laughs) in Glendale, Queens. He and his wife, Bess, had made a pact that whichever one of them died first would try to communicate with the other one from the great beyond to prove once and for all whether spiritualism was real or not. Spiritualism is super cool, but I didn't go into it because I want to do a whole episode on it. (laughs) Okay, good, because it is such a fascinating story. It is. And so Bess held a seance on the next nine Halloween nights, trying to conjure up the spirit of her husband. In 1936, 10 years after Harry Houdini's death, Bess had the much-anticipated final seance in the Hollywood Hills. Her husband never showed. Mm. She said, quote, Houdini did not come. My last hope is gone. How sad is that? I should have been a sad clown instead of a werewolf. (laughs) Sad panda. Said, I do not believe that Houdini can come back to me or to anyone. After faithfully following through the Houdini 10-year compact. Compact? Contract? Compact. I don't know. This is a quote. Not on me. After using every type of medium and seance, it is now my personal and positive belief that the spirit communication in any form is impossible. I do not believe that ghosts or spirits exist. The Houdini shrine has burned for 10 years. I now reverently turn out the light. It is finished. Good night, Harry. No. Such a dedicated wife. Right? That's a lot of... That's, it's the same thing with uh, like Abraham Lincoln. You know, yep. Mary Todd did a lot of seances and stuff for the their child and him. And, and you know, grief is weird, you know. And... I would probably do the same thing. True. <laughs> it would get really weird. <laughs> just, and Zeke would just be like, leave me alone. God. Leave me alone. <laughs> Let me rest, woman. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Bess may have abandoned her pursuits to communicate with Harry Houdini after he died, but the public hasn't. Every Halloween, you're bound to find a group of Ouija. We- I always say Ouija. I don't know why I've always said Ouija. Like, just a complete imbecile so every time i see ouija oh is that ouija kind of like when i was little i always called ramen noodles roman so when i got <laughs> older and found out they were ramen my mind was fucking blown <laughs> exactly that's why i don't know why i've always said that anyway lots of people are trying to conjure his spirits but just say no to that that's how you get demons yeah i don't fuck with demons 
And then my final little fact here, the first broken wand ceremony, a ritual honoring the deceased magicians, was performed by the Society of American Magicians at Haney's grave in 1926. It was originally performed on Halloween, the date of his death, but crowds became too large and attracted vandals and partiers, so it had to be moved to November, and it's now in a different place. Hmm. Now the cemetery is patrolled on Halloween because we can't have nice things and people are dicks. People. Ugh. Yeah. I know. So yeah, Harry Houdini died on Halloween. Super sad. Awesome. <laughs> Not awesome. <laughs> I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's like, bitch, no, it's yeah. not. Not awesome. What an asshole. <laughs> no, I meant like awesome, like awesome story. Oh, thank you. I just forgot the word story. <laughs> Man. All right. So now we'll read your terrifying stories. Yes. I'm a. Oh, okay. I can do this. My house is not haunted. A demon is not going to get me. This is my mantra for tonight. <laughs> Would you like to go first since I went first last time? Uh, sure. We'll just start with my mom. Yay! The long-awaited story. Uh, there's a couple. I haven't read them, so <laughs> we'll see. How it uh, all right, so this is from my mom, Alita. It was 1974. I was 18 years old. Small town Arkansas with nothing to do but drive around or park in groups and hang out. <laughs> True. Oh, God. I remember, like, the only thing to do back home was just, they call it cruising. It was just going from Hardee's to Pizza Hut. Those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> we used to park in the left field of the school's baseball field. We would sit in the hoods of our cars and talk. One night we saw something in the sky. It had several lights and was moving really fast. And when it got over there, there was no sound at all. Oh, I don't like that. Okay. And then it was gone. A minute or two later, we heard roaring sounds in the sky. They were jets. I assume they were military chasing whatever we had just seen. Ooh. The first thing was faster. And so the jets couldn't keep up. It was very spooky, and I went home. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, man. Yes, I would be mother. so jazzed. <laughs> Self-preservation. Yes. That's true. I don't like aliens either. No, thank you. I talk a lot of shit about aliens. I'm on a list somewhere. True. I'm sure they're just like that one. No. Another story. My dad, my mom's dad, my grandpa, <laughs> was friends with a man who managed the airport in my hometown, which was flipping Arkansas, by the way. <laughs> I never knew that was funny until I moved like, yeah, <laughs> Arkansas. And they're like, what? I know. I saw it in a meme on Tumblr forever ago. <laughs> and I was like, this is funny. Oh. Yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't get it until. Yeah, it was Looney Bin. Somebody yep. did a stand-up thing about Arkansas town names. And I was like, oh, those are my hometowns. It's fine. <laughs> Anywho, this guy was a big believer in UFOs. And would come to our house and talk to my dad. One night, he told us this story. He was doing a charter flight to pick up the body of a man who had just died. There were four seat planes, so ended up strapping the body into a seat. Ooh, okay, no. That alone would freak me out. No. Flying with a corpse. I don't like that. Uh, I'm out my brain the whole time. Be like, did he just move? I think he just moved. I'm going to wreck the plane now. He's going to hit this mountain. It's fine. He was flying at night and said a UFO started following him and was keeping pace with him off his right wing. Yikes. No. 
That's that's even worse if it slows down to keep pace with you with your so there's plane. so there's a dead okay so there's a dead body <laughs> on a plane and a UFO yeah mm, no nope. just, just hanging out keeping pace no nope. I I don't like that back to my theory that there's aliens working in cahoots with airplanes <laughs> yep oh he kept a camera in his plane and took a picture. He showed us that picture and several more he had taken over the years. Where are those pictures now, Mom? Yeah. <laughs> I need to know. Show us receipts. <laughs> Another story. My dad installed the first cable TV system in our town. The antenna tower was on top of the mountain outside of town. A person who lived up there called dad about lights around the tower. They said at first they thought it was a helicopter, but it made no sound. She had seen the same thing several times and finally decided to call my dad. And my dad spent several nights going up there at night to see nothing. Wow. Jeez. I would just move at that point. <laughs> You're just not, like, seeing UFOs. No, thanks. What are they doing with a like antenna tower? Like, yeah. I'd be out there like every single night trying to get pictures. <laughs> Yeah, this was the 70s, though, so I guess you didn't really have, like, high-quality cameras yeah. available. Man, creepy. And this is the Ozark Mountains area, so very remote, very mountainous, very oh, tiny yeah. towns. My town I grew up in had 416 people, so very small town. I you miss living remotely. <laughs> Don't you think aliens want to hang out in, like, cities where there's, like, lots of people to study? What are they doing in small towns? Probably getting some fresh air. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And now for some ghosts. <sighs> okay, so this is about the house I grew up in. She told me she was writing something about it, about stuff that happened when I moved out. Okay. Okay, so things started when Kina and the laundry room light kept on coming on. Okay, so when I was like a teenager, I was about to graduate high school and leave. You know, when you like close your eyes, you always open them one more time or something. Yeah. So I like, closed my eyes, and then when I opened them, the laundry room light was on. And so Ooh. I was like, who's there? Because my room was on the opposite side of the house of everybody else, and I was next to the laundry room. And I was like, well, okay. So then I got up, being like, who's doing that? And there was nobody there. And then I like screamed like a little girl and ran. Oh. <laughs> I think I was probably 18. You're like, mom, ghost. She's like, there's nothing in this house. It was built in the 80s, blah, blah, blah. That's what she said then. <laughs> She thought it was me, but I was asleep. And then on the third night it happened, I went into the room and said, stop turning the light on. You're scaring Kina. And it never happened again. Damn. <laughs> yeah, get it, mom. But when I lived in the house alone, a lot of things started to happen. Once I went into town for groceries, and when I got back, I heard water running. The sink in the back bathroom was on full force. I never used that bathroom because I had one of my own on the opposite side of the house. So at yeah. that point... Our house was kind of weird. So my mom had her own like suite and then the kitchen was kind of close to that. So that side of the house, she never ever had to go to. So it was really weird. Things would disappear. I used to be almost OCD organized. Almost mom. Let's be honest. (laughs) I got it from somewhere. I don't think there's almost anywhere. (laughs) Everything had its place. I wouldn't be able to find something and it would take days to find it. And then I would just walk into a room and it would be in plain sight. When I was still in the house, I couldn't find the key to the back door. I had used all the keys, or I had all the keys labeled in a cabinet on the wall. Only key that was gone was this one. I went there every couple of days to check on things, and one day it was there just laying on my desk. 
that's just rude. You just that is just rude. We literally ripped that property apart looking for that key, and then it's just laying there casually. <laughs> rude. <laughs> One night I was almost asleep. My cat Oliver was asleep at the foot of the bed. There was a loud slamming noise in the kitchen, like a cabinet door being shut hard. The cat was standing up looking at the bedroom door with his fur standing up. My first thought was to grab him my car keys and get the hell out of there. <laughs> but I decided I wouldn't be scared in my own house. So I got up and went through the house, turning on lights as I searched everything, and there was nothing to be found. Jeez. She never told me any of this. Oh, man. The scariest thing for me was one night while I was just falling asleep, I felt someone lay down on the bed beside me. Nope. That's the ghost house now. What? I was laying on my side and I could feel someone behind me, even their breath on the back of my neck. <sighs> Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I was terrified and finally jumped up and no one was there. I tried to tell myself it was a dream, but I'm pretty sure it was not. <sighs> Lastly, I had heart surgery a couple of years ago. There were some complications that I was kept on bypass machine with my chest open for about 24 hours, which that is my literally nightmare. Worst thing that's ever happened. She slept through all of it. She's like, it wasn't that bad. I'm like, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it was bad. Anyhow, she remembers seeing people at her bedside, me and my sister, Heather, and a couple others that she couldn't see clearly. But I also saw people at the foot of my bed. I was being sedated, but the nurse told me later that I kept waking up. So she'd have to sedate me more. I couldn't tell who the people were, but I knew that they were there. Tina later told me that no one was standing there. So that's true. When they told us they had to leave her uh, open because she started to swell a little bit and they didn't want to sew her up and have to crack her open again because that would be like deadly. So they had like a tent over her and they're like, you can go in. So I went in and then my sister was behind me and then Zeke was behind me too. And then her brother and his wife were behind them. So nobody actually came into the room except for me and Heather and my aunt Tammy. Wow. And we were at her side. So I was like squeezing her hand and stuff, whatever. But she was seeing people at the foot of the bed. And I was like, nobody ever got there because there was stuff in the way. But also everybody was just so traumatized seeing her look like that, that nobody went into the room. And then she described it and it said, <laughs> it looked just like my grandma, my grandpa, and my dad. Oh, wow. So yeah, mom seeing ghosts. That was definitely a ghost. I bet that was scary as shit. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good time. And my favorite thing is she finally woke up. Like, the clothes were up, and she got to come out of sedation. And my sister was all freaked out. And I was all the way back to grad school because it was my first day of class. It was great. And mom's like, you better not miss that. So I went, and then Heather called me. And she's like, she's awake. And she told me to call my shit. And I was <laughs> like, well, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, she's good. She's good. Yeah, well, thanks, mom. Those were good. Yeah. It's weird, though, that I don't remember. Well, when I was a baby, my mom said I used to, like, talk to things and, like, reach up and, hu like, hug me kind of thing. Um, but I don't remember anything happening until I was older, like, past oh. the teenager. So that's really weird. That is really that weird. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to pick Delilah because ever since I've seen the name, I can't stop singing that song. And I'm really sorry. Delilah. So this is Delilah from SA, which I'm assuming is San Antonio. What, what? All right. Delilah says, hello, ladies. Oh, I was right. I too am from San Antonio. And I got excited when I saw your post with photos from the hot wells. But did you know it was haunted? If you haven't been at night, do eat. 
It is creepy AF and you'll definitely get a vibe you won't ever get when the sun's out and you're frying like an egg. When I was a teenager, me and my best friends went there at night because that's what you do when you are young, dumb, and feel invincible. <laughs> I felt that. I remember those days. Right, man. I miss that shit. But, <laughs> but not too dumb because my mom drove us and waited in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, again, self-preservation. I I felt that too. <laughs> it was a bit different then. Still ruins, but not the nice park you saw. That all didn't open up until recently. Oh. Anyway, we were looking around and getting sad because the ghost didn't want to participate. Right before we decided to leave and we had the great idea to turn off all the lights and just hang out for a few minutes longer, you know, in case they were afraid of lights. Solid logic. <laughs> Well, in a shocking plot twist, it worked. We saw a shadow move really quickly in the pool area. Freaked out, but mostly convinced it was an animal. We turned the lights on to investigate. Nothing. So we turned the lights off and again, and we saw it again. This time closer and in a much more human shape. Yeah, no. uh, that, that would terrify me. Yeah, great. <laughs> Well, that was good enough for us. We noped the fuck out of there and ran to the car screaming at my mom like she was some kind of getaway driver. (laughs) (laughs) I I have always heard they never feel threatening, but I didn't really stick around to find out because I just don't fuck with shadow people. Anyways, here's a fun news article from years about the spooks. Hang on. My dog is in the closet again like some (laughs) small Victorian child, and it's really freaking me out. Stop it. (laughs) Oh, so <gasps> Reginald. Sorry. Anyway, uh- <laughs> here is a fun news article from a few years about the spooks. Once a site of beauty and glamour, the Hotwells Hotel and Spa attracted many guests to San Antonio. It was even called the second Hollywood in the early 1900s as silent 70 silent movies were made at the location. Ooh. Stars like Charlie Chaplin and Will Rogers would visit to enjoy the hot sulfur water baths that were believed to cure anything. I love a good hot hot water bath, like oh, soapy yes. natural mineral bath. The Great Depression and a string of fires throughout the years have left this hotel in ruins. Only the bathhouse and a three-story building are left on the site. Some say they now believe the site is haunted. We've heard people over the years who have walked around the grounds who may be tuned into the paranormal have felt things and seen things. Hotwell Conservancy Board President Dr. Yvonne Katz said. Justin Parr, the caretaker of the site for the past several years, said he has had his share of encounters as well. I can tell you that there is some kind of a presence and it's friendly, Parr said. One story he tells is that of a woman who can be seen standing in a window, but all the windows are currently closed shut. The night KSAT.com's Erica Hernandez and Adrian Garcia visited, San Antonio paranormal investigators may have caught that woman's voice and electronic voice p- phenomenon or EVP recordings. And I will play the EVP here in a moment. And psychic Tamara Johnston also picked up the presence of a man she believed was Nick, named Nick. Sappy members believe there are several spirits that haunt the place. And pictures taken at the site show what looks like orbs floating around. For the most part, these spirits are said to be welcoming. I think the ghosts are excited to see some activity here. And Delilah says, keep up the good works, work and thanks for being amazing AF, my dudes, Delilah. Aw, all right. Let me, let me share this. Uh, uh, uh. Here's the orbs. Can you see it? Yeah. 
Those are very clear. Okay. okay. Ooh. Last chance to talk into my device. Oh, that would hear that. Yes, I thought that was that girl saying all right. I did too. That was so clear that I'm here for you. No. It's probably not like I'm here for you. You're having a bad day. It's kind of really like I'm here for I'm you here for to you. take you to hell with me. Yeah. No. Oh, that's probably gonna be another commercial. Yep. Ten, nine. While we're here, if you're not on Patreon, you should be. <laughs> it's like this all the time. Shut <laughs> up. You got that right. Nick, you're very handsome. Lovable. <laughs> Lovable. <laughs> same ghost, same. That was very enthusiastic, too. Lovable. I'm just a lovable ghost. <laughs> uh, I hope to be that someday, too. Same. All right. Okay, how about Mari? I'll do Mari next. Sweet. Do, 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 do. All right. Hey, friends. Hello. Hi. I have a very spooky story for you. Hell yeah. I grew up across from a cemetery my whole childhood with a view from my bedroom window. What? I would love that. I'm sorry. I'm super jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Being the spooky witchy kid I was, I spent most of my free time hanging out in the cemetery, so I knew it well during the day and night. So here comes the story. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes. I was 12 and I had friends over on the Friday of the week of Halloween. Halloween being that Sunday. We decided to go for a walk in the cemetery around 3.30 p.m. Daylight, mind you. Things seemed normal and we were walking around the road. Blah, 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 blah. We were walking the roads and talking about typical teenage stuff. You remember those? Just typical teenage stuff. Man, the nostalgia is hard right now. It is. Was it about your crush? Yes. Or your Lisa Franks. I don't know. Like a dumb (laughs) nickname, like the otter. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, We were talking about teenage stuff when my friend said, hey, did you see that? She was clearly freaked out. We turned to see what she was looking at. What we saw was, oh, God, look like a woman in black rags with a veil over her face. Yikes. Mm. I don't like that. Anything with a veil on is a big nope for me. That just sounds like you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. No. We were, we, without thinking, turned and started walking towards the exit. I would be running. Yeah. Walking and fall at all. <laughs> oh, we were in unison without talking about it. Then I turned around to look back. Oh, you never look back. Yeah, don't look back. That's how they get you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know I shouldn't have, but it was like I could feel something behind me and she was there. But floating behind us the opposite way she had been and i mean floating towards me overhead stones oh no mm. oh no no that's like really high floating yeah that's got some height it's not that chris angel well that's chris no. angel floating not uh what's his name <laughs> shit i forgot go on <laughs> my other friend turned around and screamed so we all started running towards home we make it out without looking back and ran into my back door. And my mom had made hot chocolate, aw, but it was cold and on the stove for hours. I made it in the house and in the front of the stove before I said anything to them. Like, you know, was that real life? Before I finished my sentence, the hot chocolate off the burner, mind you, literally boiling over. Oh. <gasps> She's in your house. 
she knows you. No, 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 no. She knows where you live now. You got to burn it down. Yeah. You should have zigzagged. Throw it up the whole house out. Yeah. <laughs> should have zigzagged. <laughs> she knows where you live. She follows you home. <laughs> we ran into my bedroom and hid for the rest of the day. We've spoken about it over the years, and the story between the three of us is always the same. Hope this creeps you out as much as it creeped me out to this yeah. day. Yes. <laughs> when I think about it, I still see her veiled face. Uh. Uh. Cheers. Mari. She, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. Yes. That's amazing. Oh, my God. I'm alone. (laughs) So alone in the house. Yeah, that's got to be standing outside your French door. Oh, my blinds are open. Oh, my God. Yep. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not making eye contact with my French doors. No, we're not going to look over there. No. Nope. No. All right. Next story. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see. Um, I will do. Let's do Nikki. Okay. Oh, Nikki's Nikki's here. Yeah. Yes. All right. Nikki says, "Hey, hey, Nikki. Hey, (laughs) it's Nikki again." And I wanted to send yet another one of my absolute scary stories. Excellent. I'm so excited. So let's set the scene here. Oh, I love setting a good scene. I love you so much. (laughs) I was about nine or so, and my family still owned the haunted portal of a voodoo house that my grandparents have lived in for many, many years. The build was essentially two three-bedroom apartments on top of one another with a kitchen in the rear and a bathroom directly in the center. In the back of the house, there was a staircase that connected those two floors, and of course, it was a house built in the 40s, 50s, an attic at the very top of the house. This room I refused to go to, even refused to climb up the stairs. It just felt very wrong. And that entire back staircase always felt like someone was breathing down the back of your neck and just always a hair away from grabbing at you. So this one time, my second oldest cousin, who was about three at the time, announced to my aunt that he was going to go upstairs to play with the little girl. Mm -mm. Uh There is no little girl. I do not like that. No. No. Yeah, no, I... Nobody would be allowed to go up there. My second youngest cousin was just born and she wasn't old enough to walk much, less talk at the time. So we were all just confused. So we asked, what do you mean? He said, a little girl came down the stairs while I was playing and wanted me to go upstairs with her to play some games. His mom, his mom freaked the fuck out and was like, um, no, you're not going up there. A plus for mom because yes. You know, yes. if my child started saying that, I'd be like, get in the car. We're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> to which he replied, but she'll be mad. No, no, no. All the no. Fast forward a couple years later and I get to sleep in this cousin's room. I was in a race car bed. Not a proud moment for me. Hey, race <laughs> car beds are the shit. Yeah. No, it was a proud moment. I had just finished playing Sonic on the Sony PSP and was getting ready to crash when I heard boots pacing in the attic over where I was laying down with little feet skittering after the boots. I was like, hey, so I'm really tired. Can you just stop? I really just want to get to sleep tonight. And it stopped. Oh, wow. So, yeah, those are my two of my short-ish scary stories that I have dealt with. Hope you enjoyed. Much love, Nikki, the Page Turner and Page Turners and Button Mashers podcast. Oh my god, that was so good. It was so oh, it's so creepy. The little girl will be mad. Ugh. 
I don't I don't like Ugh. ghost children. No, I do not do ghost mm-hmm. children. No, they're a next level creepy because I'm convinced they're all demons. Yeah. And they say that because they're like, oh, children will be, you know, able to make you more comfortable so they can, like, take your soul. and fuck Yeah, for up. real. Like, very rarely. Which makes me wonder, where are the ghost children if most ghost children turn out to be demons? What happened to the ghost children? Maybe there were never any ghost children because they're all innocent and, like, get <gasps> whatever, you know. This is because a good de- point. Depending on your afterlife beliefs, I guess. This is a very good point. This is going to get very deep if we have to contemplate that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it, <laughs> let's not even start because uh, I will sit here for hours. <laughs> yeah, and like kids are creepy anyway because kids usually say like really weird shit. Yes. Seeing things or past life stuff. Yeah, just kids in general. Just got to avoid yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, like anytime a kid says something remotely creepy to me, I'm just like, okay, where are your parents? You're going back to your parents and I'm going home. <laughs> Fun fact, I guested on Nikki's podcast for their Halloween episode. So oh, cool. go check that out. It's got a little bit of Hocus Pocus. It's got a little bit of Dracula. And it's got a little bit of a cat possession. Oh, yeah. Got a little cat possession. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's my turn. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. All right. This is from Serena. I grew up in my hometown of Medicine Hat. Well, that's a fun little name. That is a fun little name. name. Oh, in Alberta. Charming little (laughs) city in Western Canada. I love Canada. So charming. Everybody's so nice from what I can tell. Medicine Hat's most notorious claim to fame is that we are the home of the world's tallest teepee, as it is a city with rich indigenous culture and history. That is really cool. That is really cool. The city of Medicine Hat got its name from the Blackfoot word. Oh, no. Oh, no. Samus? Samus? I apologize with all respect. I'm just a dumbass. Which refers to the feather headdress worn by the tribe's medicine men. Okay, medicine hat. I get it now. Oh, okay. Okay. That took so long. I swear I'm smart. (laughs) When we sold our family farm, we purchased a brand new home in a recently developed part of the city, which many had thought to be the home to, you guessed it, an old Native American burial ground. Everything spooky is the burial ground. Yep. We had just finished settling into our new home. When my mom invited her friend, a woman who considered herself a bit of a medium, over to the house for coffee. Upon arriving, my mom and her friend walked up to the front door when her friend grabbed her by the arm and stopped her from going inside. Ooh. She told my mom she felt unsafe entering the home because she felt a strong and angry presence nearby. She went on to explain that there was a Blackfoot chief whose spirit looked over her home and more specifically one of the rooms in our home. Without ever having stepped foot in the house, she was able to describe the exact layout, the staircase to the right of the entry that led up to the bedrooms, the master bedroom to the left, and the two additional bedrooms to the right. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. She explained that the chief stood watch over the bedroom to the right, the bedroom with the door that stayed open, the room with the yellow walls, my bedroom. See, I was afraid of the dark and always kept my door open to let the light in from the hallway, whereas my sister, a much angstier teenager, always kept her door closed. 
The medium went on to explain that the spirit, the chief, was angry to see the land he once loved and cared for being destroyed. Which, duh, not blame him. Yeah, (sighs) just rude, rude colonizers. I lost my place. (laughs) (laughs) Un momento. Hold music. Hold music. However, he felt a connection to the girl in that room. Hey, that's me. That's what it says. (laughs) And I felt he needed, or he felt that he needed to protect her. I was never lucky enough to see the man who kept watch over me, but on more than one occasion, I could feel his presence. I could hear sounds that were inexplicable in the middle of the night. On more than one occasion, I fell asleep with my door open, but woke to find it securely shut. Always wonder what he was protecting me from on those nights. I hope whoever lives there now looks out for him the way he looked out for me all those years ago. That's really sweet. You know, it's like he's rightly mad, but then for him to be like, all right, I have a job now. I'm going to protect her. Yeah. That's really really sweet. But Serena is the owner of Scrub Happy Co. on Etsy. And she's Mm. giving our listeners 15% off with the code CLEANAF. Oh, that's so cool. I have the mimosa soap and it smells so good. Will you like message me the info? Because I will forget if I don't write it to see it in writing. <laughs> yes, it's Etsy.com slash shop slash scrub happy. And I'll put that on our stuff, the show notes and whatnot. It smells delicious. Awesome. Big fan. All right. Next. Um- it's me. It's you. Okay, I'm going to read Michelle's story. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. She says, hi. Sorry in advance. This is super long. No, we want no, super long. Never apologize. Never. My parents owned this house in Massachusetts. MA is Massachusetts, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, God, I panicked. Massachusetts. <laughs> I swear I'm smart. Massachusetts from December 1998 until June 2020. Over the years, we all had strange things happen to us. Well, except my stepmom. She refuses to believe it's haunted and thinks we're all making it up. Guess you can be the judge. (laughs) We'll start with my dad's stories. He was the first to notice something was off. He was sitting at the computer in the family room one afternoon, probably a few months after we moved in. And out of the corner of his eye, he saw my younger sister or me were two years apart. So generally the same height walk by behind him. He turned to say something and nobody was there. He would be cooking in the kitchen and hear girly laughter coming from the same room and walk in to ask one of us something. And again, no one was there. This happened pretty often. Uh Uh-huh. Disembodied laughter scares the crap out of me. Oh no, I do not like that. Over the years, he'd sometimes wake up during the night and a dark figure was standing at the foot of his bed. He'd rub his eyes and start to get up thinking it was one of us unable to sleep and it would disappear. My oldest brother, Danny, woke up in the middle of the night. I think this was during our first year there to a girl screaming. Oh, no. Mm -mm. I don't know what it is about disembodied voices, screaming, laughing. I can't handle it. He bolted out. He bolted out of bed and ran downstairs. He was on the third floor with my second brother, Tom, to find the house completely dark and everyone was in bed. Thinking he dreamed it, he went back up to bed. And as he was laying back down, he glanced out the window and noticed a young girl in the classic white nightgown out in the yard. Oh, no. He, he stood up and went to the window to get a better look and she was gone. Ugh. I don't like that at all. Yeah. the A girl's a disembodied screaming gives me chills. 
My other older brother, Tom's most memorable, at least to me, happened a few years ago. He and his now wife had moved home while they were trying to buy a house. My parents were strict, and since they weren't married, they couldn't share a room. So she was in my old room on the second floor, and he was in his old room on the third. One night, he got woken up to his girlfriend digging through his laptop bag, asked her what she was looking for, but she ignored him, so he just rolled over and went back to sleep. The next morning, he asked her, what were you looking for last night? And confused, she asked, what are you talking about? He answered, you were in my room in the middle of the night, digging through my laptop bag. A bit more confused, she said to him, "Uh, no, I wasn't. I never came upstairs. My dad suggested must have been the ghost, but it never happened again. I still wonder what she could have been looking for. Oh, God. That's horrifying to see a whole ass person in your room digging around. Um, Now, my stories. As I mentioned before, my younger sister and I are two years apart and the youngest of our clan, so we were always together. We'd spend every weekend playing Barbies or Playmobiles in our three-season porch. We'd set up our town on Fridays and play all weekend and clean up Sunday nights. One Saturday, we woke up and went to continue playing and found all the people and animals in weird places where we clearly had not left them. Horses on the roof, people in the barn, cars flipped over, rooms in the house messed up. My sister started to get really freaked out knowing we had a ghost in the house. I convinced her it was me. I played a joke on her to make it think it was a ghost. At least that's what I told her. I came clean after she moved out that I never did that. Did that. I was just as freaked as she was when it happened. In my older years, 18 to 22, I would be the last one awake watching TV in the living room. I'd see a white figure out of the corner of my eye float up the stairs or go by the window panes of three season porch doors. I'd freeze, then turn to look, but of course there was nothing there. I'd immediately run up to my room. I always felt safe in my room, which is a little odd because I woke up to someone grabbing my ankles in my early teens. <gasps> no, 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 no. Just a little tidbit to throw in there. No. Mm-mm. To this day, I can't sleep on my back with my ankles crossed. I actually found a trap door at the back of my closet to an empty room, but my dad wouldn't let me go in because he was scared I would fall through the floor. I would hear footsteps growing up and down the hallway stairs, someone wearing boots, which was never allowed in the house, and the hallway light wouldn't turn on. I can see the light from under my door. Oh, no. I would ask if someone was walking around in the middle of the night, and everyone would say they were had never left their room. My younger sister, Rachel, never saw anything but believed it all and would climb into bed with me if she woke up during the night, still through high school. We all felt the someone is watching me vibe. Even friends who came over said they got the creepy vibe, but nobody was ever harmed. Now my parents retired and moved to New Hampshire and we don't have to worry about it anymore. I tried finding out who died there, but now we're never found any info. Good luck to the new family living there. XOXO <laughs> Michelle H. Oh, wow. Man. Thank you, Michelle. Yes. Thank you so much. That, oh. Man. Oh, that's some creepy shit. I'm I swear I'm just like creeping myself out. I'm like, oh, there's something in the window. Huh? No, there's nothing. <laughs> and it's just you going like it's just me. Yeah, it's just my reflection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm such a wuss. <laughs> uh, yeah, Catherine's. All right. No, I Catherine, didn't I? Did you? Wait. No. No, I did not. Just kidding. Go on. (laughs) Just kidding. All right. Here it goes. But first, let me clarify by saying I'm related to this man by marriage. This happened in 2009. 
Oh, let's crack into it. Ooh, you're a fan of that's why we drink, aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't you? <laughs> Same seas. Leonard Catano sure. yes. was a long-term California resident with his son, Nathaniel, who at the time was 28. Nathaniel had a long rap sheet of charges, possession of marijuana, parole violations, arson, and murder. Okay. Casually just throwing that at the end. Yeah. <laughs> to name a few. Leonard stood by him at every court hearing. On November 18th, 2009, Nathaniel and Leonard's neighbors noticed that the rear shed was on fire. Ooh, that seems sketchy. A neighbor headed to the shed with a water hose to help extinguish the fire. When authorities arrived, they saw Nathaniel carrying pot plants outside (laughs) out of the shed for safety. (laughs) No, yep. Save the pot. As the firefighters extinguished the flames, they noticed a five by five hole in the shed where they discovered what looked like remains. Oh, damn. Nathaniel claimed he was cooking a goat. Okay. I mean, that's a new excuse. But okay. (laughs) Oh, dear. Hours later, Leonard was nowhere to be found (gasps) and reported as a missing person. (gasps) Oh, no. Until investigators had confirmation of the remains, He had recently gone through knee surgery and had used crutches to get around. Investigators found his wallet and keys in their home. After a thorough investigation of the remains found in the pit, charred and heavily burned for about four hours. Oh, no. Dismembered and headless. Well, at least he wasn't alive when he lit him on fire. I guess silver lining. Yeah. (laughs) And DNA test was discovered Leonard's remains. Neighbor admits that days earlier, Leonard and Nathaniel had been arguing over pot plants in the rear shed. Leonard wanted Nathaniel to get rid of them, but Nathaniel claimed he had a permit. A little later, after investigation, investigators found Nathaniel with red eyes, soot, and not clothed. Oh, God. The trial mm-hmm. lasted three days where Nathaniel pleaded guilty to homicide charges. This shocked the court after a solid day of testimonies from friends and relatives. He received 15 years to life in prison and has a chance at parole. What? What? Wow. That you bar- is. You barbecued your boy. He literally that- burned. Okay. Oh, I'm an, I am in shock. Leonard had been estranged from his family for years. He recently had started making his way back to his brother, Mike. Mike has since passed away. Or, uh, Mike has since passed away from colon cancer in 2017. While gathering sources and additional information, I discovered that no obituary has been written for Leonard, and it hurts me to know that nothing was ever written to describe his life. Or it makes me feel like I'm at peace with this. If there's any family out there listening or reading to this story, I would love for you to reach out to me. Aww. Anyways, thank you for reading. Hope you enjoyed this crazy story. I've been debating sending it or sending this mess for quite a while, and I felt felt the urge to finally do so. Oh man, that would be great if someone contacted her. Right. So there's a link, and I'll put it in the show notes, and it's the news. Awesome. That's so sad. So this site, the most bizarre Kings County murder trial in recent Henry Henry. Oh, Henry. My God. my brain is like bitch we're done (laughs) (laughs) you got a lot of shit on your eyes i know (laughs) 
My feel- brain is like, touch <laughs> your face. Just touch it. <laughs> I, I, I have fake eyelashes on and all I can think my brain's like, pull it off. Pull it off. Yeah. Do it. It was only 30. It's like our age. That's wow. insane. Jeez. Man. So yeah, I'll include this. And yeah, if anybody knows anything. And I was wrong. I said my boy. It was like he killed his dad, not the other way around. Oh, cool. <laughs> Why do I keep doing that? Oh, <laughs> man. Well, thank you, everybody, for watching and yes. listening and joining us. And I hope everybody's having a fantastic spooky season. Yes. And when this drops um, actual recording, then happy Halloween. Yes. Do all your spooky stuff. I hope everybody stays safe, but you do something that brings you some joy. Yes. If that's just, you know, sitting at home watching Hocus Pocus, or if it's going to a corn maze or one of those things, just hope everybody's having some fun. Yes. Just mask up and be safe. Yeah. Nobody, nobody wants to have the COVID. Yes. I have to get a COVID test on Monday and I'm really scared. (laughs) Because I'm like, what if I have it and I don't know? I'm not lucky enough to be asymptomatic, so I'm pretty sure I'm good. But I'm still nervous. Yeah. You've had two? I've had three. Three. I've had three tests. I've had three tests and I've quarantined twice. Yikes. Did you have the brain ticklers? Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. That's going to be fun. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Twice I've been brain tickled and the the third time I um, actually got to perform it on myself. Oh, yeah, that probably see, I keep doing it. I'm like, there's something out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it to myself because I don't know if I'd push it far enough back. I mean, like, wuss. I don't want to. Wanna... Well, the woman kept being like, you didn't do it far enough. You have to start over. You didn't do it far enough. You have to start over because I was like, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> man. So, yeah, I hope if you guys like this, this is what Patreon is like all the time. Just, yeah. you know me fucking up and you know laughing but you get to see us our faces and you get to comment along and it's so much fun so yes. if you want to join patreon and be a part of this little fam it's patreon.com slash historical af pod and i have a huge pile of stuff going out monday for patreon people's stuff like birthday cards and stickers and welcome cards for the newbies. Yay! Yeah, Kina does all kinds of really cool stuff. And y'all should definitely check out Patreon. Yeah. Good thing you can't see my desk because it looks like just everything threw up. <laughs> There's so much stuff. And if you want to follow us on social media, that's Historical AF Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Forgot that one for a second. And everything's on the website. That's historicalafpodcast.com. And there you can find links to everything and uh we got merch shop.spreadshirt.com slash historical af pod and i think that's about it i think so y'all should definitely go buy some merchandise because it's also really cool and also designed all by kina and is amazing i'm just lucky that i have some artistic talent but not on my face this was very hard (laughs) we don't speak of the face (laughs) yes so everybody have a great halloween or uh, if you celebrate the witchy stuff. Blessed Samhain. Samhain. Yeah, I was like, I've practiced. We talked about this last year on an episode. Yes. Yeah, I was trying to find something that we didn't talk about that episode. So, yep. 
It was, uh, yeah, so definitely whatever you believe in. I hope you're having a great time. If you're getting ready for Day of the Dead, I just found out that San Antonio is doing a virtual parade in celebration. So we might do like a watch party or something. We could all watch it. It's so beautiful. It's amazing. So I'll have links for that. That sounds amazing. Good time. Cool. All right, guys. See you next time. Okay, bye. Bye.